Hey, it's Beth here. Episode 508. Okay, I gotta lower it. Alexa, uh, volume down. I thought I lowered it enough, but my God. Okay, so I've been looking around and I think people are having a hard time getting into the Christmas spirit this year. I don't see people wearing many Santa hats and antlers and and I've been getting out and I just don't think it's the same for some reason this year. But I've looked it up online and nobody's saying anything. They're saying people are a little bit happier than they were last year. I don't know if that's saying very much. But anyway, I wanted to put myself in a better mood. So I started looking up wonderful Christmas stories. I found the most persnickety, like snobby or snarky stories. Finally, I found a couple of good ones. One is this story about this, these two sisters, kind of like my friend Debbie and her sister Bobby, and they were so close. I never had a sister. Always wanted one. Anyway, these two were like that. And they both were very um, exceptional. And one went to Australia to get her doctorate. The other one stayed in Nova Scotia to get her doctorate. The one in Australia was getting it earlier. And the sister in Nova Scotia wasn't allowed to leave school. She was gonna miss this big event. They had not missed one event in each other's lives. They're like twins. So she just felt that there was a little bit of a Christmas spirit going on on the campus. So she went to the supervisor. She told him the story and her work was excellent. It really wasn't about that. The supervisor said, of course you can go. I want you to go. Girl was thrilled. She said, all you have to do is get a best administration. Heart sunk, never gonna happen. Oh, so finally, she just felt like this outpouring of goodwill on the campus. So she went to the administration. They said, give us some time, we'll discuss. The next day in her email, there it was, she could leave. She amazingly got a ticket, changed the ticket, no big punishment for it, everything was fine. Guess on the plane, she's like, wait, 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 my sister. Right before she gets on the plane, the night before, she's like, wait a minute, this is my sister. We do pranks. We are famous for pranks. I gotta do a prank. I gotta make this one. I'm not just gonna show up. I'm not gonna tell her I'm coming. I want to do something amazing. She calls, it's Australia, it's the next day. You know, hours difference. She's calling couriers. She wants to hide in a box on the front lawn of her sister's house and have her sister open the box. Big, big wish. The first company she calls is called Courier, Couriers Please. He listened to the story, he goes, I can't do it. Finally, she starts crying and he's like, oh my gosh, okay, okay. So he gets his assistant to do it with him. They get a reinforced box. They actually pick her up at the airport. Tears work on some people. They get there, they ring the doorbell, the sister comes out, there's this box on the front lawn. Oh, the other thing is, they said, no, you can't jump in the box at the door. She could see you through the window. These people got so involved in the story. There were actually two other couriers from Courier Please there to take pictures and a video. They 
wrangle it up to the front of the house, ring the doorbell. The sister comes out, opens the box, and there's her sister in it. Now, that story just made me happy because I loved it. Because it's sweet and it's sweet, and that's all I'm looking for. Okay, so there was this man, a stepfather, gruff guy, really gruff. One of his stepdaughters was living with this guy for 20 years. The stepfather wanted to kill him, absolutely kill him. So on his deathbed, the father just looks at this guy and he goes, you know what I want. The boyfriend proposes that night. They're getting married. Christmas comes. He had, the stepfather had this dancing, Christmas tree, so obnoxious. Everybody hated it, but they put it out in his honor anyway, but they wouldn't put batteries in it. The wedding of this girl that's been waiting 20 years for this guy and the guy in front of the Christmas tree at the house, you will not believe it, but it's a true story. As the priest, I couldn't find out if it was a priest or just a justice of the peace or a friend who got that spiritual thing online said, you're now man and wife. That ridiculous Christmas dancing tree started dancing and playing Christmas music. No battery. Now that is a true story. And that's the power of your final wish, which I am truly, truly a fan of. Make it work, say whatever you want, People are gonna have to do it. Anyway, the tree worked. Okay, so here's one that I thought was cute. Very cute, actually. Okay, so this family had, and it's sisters. I guess everybody's got great sisters. There are no brother stories at all. It's just sisters being kind to sisters. Okay, family of three sisters. Their mother dies, okay? All three, close, close, close. Never had a fight, no trouble. The will, very obscure, girls didn't care. They didn't fight over anything. They were like, yes, this is supposed to be so hard and we're supposed to fight and break up and, and nothing, we're happy. They finally get down to like a junk drawer practically. And in it is this crazy nativity scene that the mother loved, rough hewn, but she loved it. That was always put way to the side because it wasn't really pretty, but the mother loved it. It had little animals that grandchildren had added, you know, like uh, Winnie the Pooh and things like that, to the, to the stable, to the nativity scene. Shockingly, the oldest sister said, I want it. Now this nativity scene had a storied past but the stories didn't match up. One sister said that the that the way they the way mom got this nativity scene was an old friend did carpentry work, gave it to him as a wedding present. The second sister said, Nope, mom found it in a garbage can and it belonged to Mrs. Bingham. The third sister didn't care. Okay. So the oldest sister, oh my gosh, and her name was Adele. Of course, Adele gets everything she's want. she wants. She wants. She's the oldest sister. 
She said, I want it. Oh, the other girls were like, okay, she's the oldest sister, she gets it. Well, that night, Adele got a phone call from fun-loving Mandy, the niece who lived in California, worked in the film industry, happy-go-lucky gal. She called up, she said, wait a minute, and Adele, that is mine. That stable, Nanny said it was mine. When she was gone, I could have it. This came into World War III. Tears, nobody budged, nothing. Nobody was prepared for the battle that ensued. It went on for months. Finally, you know, the oldest sister Adele. Okay, so then we've got the little, you know, Brandy, second daughter, that's her daughter, so she's not involved. The baby sister, who actually didn't have kids, didn't have a boyfriend, didn't even have a dog, because she actually hates confrontation of any kind, says, I'm gonna fix this problem. I'm not gonna have Christmas ruined. I'm gonna do something. She says, don't even ask me what I'm gonna do. She picks up the entire stable. They're still emptying out the house. And she goes, I'm gone. She goes to the store. It's called Central Millwork in their, in their little town. She waits online because it's right before Christmas. Finally gets this attendant and his name is Brett and this is a true story. That's why I love the name Brett. And she bears her soul. She tells this little young guy, 21 years old, the entire story about her where family's falling apart over this stable that isn't even well made. It actually, the, the gate in front of it is lopsided. It's got dings in it and they're fighting over it and it's ruining my family and nobody's gonna come to my house for Christmas. It's the only day I want to celebrate. Brett goes, let me have it. She's like, yeah, take it, just take it. Three days later, baby sister gets a phone call. Brett says, it's ready, come and pick it up. She goes back to Central Millwork. There, there are two identical stables. He said, I matched up the dings. I got the, I got the gate lopsided. They're never gonna know. The sister says, everybody come to my house now. Day before Christmas, separate households. Brandy's not even, you know, coming out from her mom's house to talk to anybody. They all go to baby sister's house. She shows them the, the two nativity scenes. They both look at them. Brandy says, let me have the original. Just let me have the original stable. We can divvy up everything else because Nanny said I could have the stable. She got the original stable. All the rest of the stuff was divvied up. End of story, baby sister saves the day. I just love that bread guy. Baby sister said, I wanna give you money. He said, no, no, I didn't do this on uh, millwork time. I did it at home. I just did it for you. Why? He said, I don't know. Well, baby sister gave him a huge tip. Called the manager. The guy got promoted. This little guy, Brett, is now working at the place. He's got a whole section of the store that's his because he did something wonderful. And he's still a wonderful guy. But he 
saved Christmas. I love it because you didn't have to. This is my last story. Okay. This one's kind of personal. It's about this um, lady and she lost her only daughter to Lena, to a drunk driver. Okay, she had a favorite picture of, and, and the girl was 18 when she died, but she had a favorite picture of she and her daughter, Talina, when Talina was three years old and they were under a Christmas tree together. Just two peas in a pod. She lost the picture. She'd been searching for it and searching for it and searching for it and couldn't find it. Four Christmases go by. It's the only, you perseverate. You perseverate. I have something like this. Um, Brett, after chemo, after a bunch that we went through, on a Mother's Day, he got me a beautiful bouquet of flowers, which was not his style. I mean, to go to a florist for him is like going to a ballet, okay? Just doesn't do it. But he did it. And he actually wrote a note. Like he got one of those little cards that you add to your to your bouquet and he wrote on it and he wrote you're amazing and he wrote y-o-u apostrophe r-e he did it correctly he tried so hard love Brett you're amazing that wasn't the way he talked that wasn't wasn't his style I mean he was a quiet guy constant loving give you the shirt off his back but not a guy who goes to a florist for his mother and writes on a card. My most precious piece of paper. And I can't find it. So I'm reading the story and I'm like, oh my God. So, four years later, on Christmas morning, she's just wandering around her house, opens up a book, and there's the picture. And she says, it was a present from heaven. And it was. So what I'm going to do on Mother's Day is go around the house and search again for 12 hours, hoping that I get a present from heaven and I get my beautiful card back. I, I am always looking for it. When I'm looking for something else, I'm looking for it. When I'm just opening, it, opening up a drawer, I'm looking for it. I can see the three little roses in the corner of the card. I can see his handwriting. I can see everything. I know the size of it. I've memorized it. I want it. So I'm always looking for it. But on this particular day, Mother's Day next year, which is kind of a sad day for me, I'm going to spend the whole day searching, wishing that I'll get a present from heaven. And I just might. So anyway, those are my Christmas stories. People are good. People are wonderful. We have to remember that. Nobody ever talks about those people. That little Brett at that center mill work didn't make it into the paper. Nobody else heard the story, but I did. And I can't believe that a young guy, instead of going out drinking with his friends right before Christmas, would go home and reconstruct perfectly a refune nativity scene for some lady who just lost it in the store. So it's beautiful. You've got to remember there are great people out there so good luck with Christmas 
I just read all these articles about how everybody gets depressed over Christmas and we never talk about it. Or if we do, it's some rom-com and there's some simple solution for it. And these people who are depressed are always beautiful and very young. Which reminds me, I am still getting Christmas cards from people. I am getting Christmas cards from the most beautiful people I know. The most beautiful families. And I mean physically beautiful. They're still sending Christmas cards, which I think is hysterical and lovely. Because they probably have photographers. They love pictures. But it's kind of sweet. And I'm happy they're happy and I'm happy they're beautiful. And it's fun to look at per perfection in rom-coms and everywhere. But when I get depressed, it's not so pretty. And there isn't really a um, very easy cure for it. And I'm sure for a lot of you, it's the same thing. But if you just try and you hear some nice stories or you look at some kid who's smiling, that's, what, that's all we've got, or a puppy dog or even an old dog. Just just look for anything that looks pretty and just keep looking at it. That's all I've got. I hope we make it through the holidays and I will be back. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye humbug. <laughs>